Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today I'm joined by a fellow small business owner and mom. I have Celeste of Desert Sage Swim on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you so much for letting me. Of course. I am so excited to chat with you and hear more about your business and just dive into how you got started in the world of small business. If you want to give the listeners just a brief personal introduction on yourself and what started you off in the world of small business. All right. So actually, I'm originally from Northwest Arkansas. I was born and raised there. I lived there till I was 18 years old. After I graduated from high school, I moved to Utah where I attended Brigham Young University and I actually got a degree in medical laboratory sciences. When COVID hit in 2020, I got furloughed from my job. And it was also the same year that my husband actually also graduated from BYU and we were both without jobs. Luckily, he received an offer in Las Vegas. And so we moved down there when I was probably about, gosh, four to five months pregnant. And I didn't have a job. I was stuck at home, all that fun stuff. Fast forward to the next summer and I was looking for a swimsuit that, you know, wasn't just cute, but also now covered me as a mom. I felt that like when you become a mom, your priorities and what you look for in a swimsuit kind of changes. I wanted it to be cute, but I also needed it to be functional and to cover me. And I couldn't find anything that seemed what I would say was affordable. I couldn't afford to have swimsuits that were, you know, $100 each. And so I was looking and looking. I couldn't really find the coverage that I wanted or at the price point that I wanted. And I also wanted to match my daughter. And so there was a ton of little checklist items that I was trying to get on and off. And I was like, you know what? If I can't find it, I might as well just make it myself. And so that is kind of what started the whole thing. I love that. And I think it's always so fun when a business idea comes out of something like that you are actually searching for and needing and there's nothing out there. And then that's when you know, like, oh, wait, there seems to be, you know, like a gap here that something's missing. You know, it creates a perfect spot for your business to grow and flourish, which I think yours has done beautifully. And it's funny because I discovered your business when I was in that same mindset of looking for a affordable swimwear postpartum and your swimsuit is like the one that I literally wear all the time. I'm sure people listening to this episode even know what it looks like because I feel like anytime I've ever have posted a photo in the past year in a bathing suit. And I remember seeing the specific one I'm talking about is like the pop sleeve. I think it's called the Oakley. Oh, that one's super popular. It got like, I sent it to this girl and it got like close to 6 million views on TikTok. I actually think my cousin sent it to me because it's so like my style. Right. And I remember seeing it and thinking like, oh, it's probably, you know, like $150 or something because it's adorable. And then clicking on your website and not only are you a small business, but it was so affordable. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to buy this. You definitely reached your target audience for sure. How was the transition into deciding, okay, this is, you know, what I think I want to do and what I want to create to actually like starting because 
That's pretty intimidating. Yeah. So I was really scared at first. I was a stay-at-home mom, like I said, and I wasn't interested in going back to work because I feel like that's kind of, it's it's hard. I don't know how right. to describe it. Like it's it's hard to go back to work after you have a baby. And so I was kind of looking and thinking at things that I could do, but nothing really fit super perfect, the stay-at-home mom lifestyle. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I might as well just try this and kind of see how it goes. And if it ends up flopping, oh, well, at least I gave it a shot. That's, I feel like, the perfect way to approach it, kind of no expectations and just mm-hmm. seeing what happens. And now look at you now are succeeding so well. How did it feel like getting that first sale in? Because I know for so many small business owners, like I remember my first sale and it's just like crazy when you are thinking like, oh my gosh, someone on the other end like actually bought something for me who isn't, you know, my mom or my sibling or something like that. Yeah. So I, I actually have a video. I, I don't know where it went, but I had like a camera set up as I was going live that first day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like in tears. My husband was like standing right behind me. We're just kind of like watching the screen because if you have a Shopify account, which is how I sell my stuff on that platform, you can see like how many people are on your website at a certain time. You can see like when orders are going out and everything. And I just remember sitting there just so intently watching the screen and just like seeing people come onto the website right when it was launch time and just being in tears as like the orders came in and just feeling like all that stress that I'd carried for months. Like, I mean, nine, 10 months that I've been working on this. And just to know that like the amount of time and money that I put into it, that people were willing and like, excited to purchase it was just it was overwhelming for me oh that is just so exciting I love that feature in Shopify it's like nerve-wracking but exciting at the same time like watching people from all over just on your website it really is crazy but it does help to put things in perspective because I feel like a lot of times sometimes we feel like well like on social media like who is actually listening or like who are we actually talking to and then when you actually see live on your website it's just absolutely wild (laughs) oh yeah because you know you can have TikToks that do well and like, you know, views only mean so much. Like okay. views are very powerful because obviously it helps push it to more people. But having the actual purchases come in, it's just like, wow, like you guys actually cared enough. Yes. Like you guys actually cared enough to go back on the website on launch day to message me, to be excited about it with me. And it just made it like that much more exciting to see those first sales come in. And like I said, it was it was extremely overwhelming in a very good way. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. What did your kind of plan look like leading up to launch? Like marketing, did you start off, you know, through social media and really promote your business that way or, you know, reach out locally? How did kind of getting the word out about your business and about your launch look like? Yeah. So like I said, I I didn't have any background in anything business related. It was totally the medical field. And so when I decided that I wanted to do my own business, I did a lot of research, just Google searches and stuff like that on social media marketing. So back when TikTok was kind of just beginning in 2020 and 2021, I wasn't personally on that. I had heard not very good things about TikTok, right? Like the first kind of stigma behind TikTok. But everything that I read online was like, if you're trying to market 
products and grow a business, get on TikTok. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll just like, I'll just give it a shot. And if worse comes to worse, you know, I can just delete the account. And so, like I said, lots of Google searches, lots of just looking into social media marketing and following trends. And that's what I did. And I think it was only five or six videos in. I had a video that went viral that got close to a million views. And so that's kind of what started everybody onto my website. At the time, the website was closed. And so all they could do was put in an email address. It had like the launch date on there and then like a spot to put on your email address. And so people just started signing up. And I think before I launched, I had like maybe close to 1200 email subscribers and they all came from TikTok just from that one video. And after that one video went viral, I just consistently posted. I mean, when I say consistently, I was posting like three to five times a day. I was always on top of it, which was kind of funny because I had a baby at the time, but she was napping quite a bit too. She napped probably two or three times a day. And so whenever she was awake, I was with her. But whenever she was napping, you had better believe I was on TikTok. I was scrolling. I was saving sounds. I was doing videos. I was editing videos. Literally any time that I could find to focus on social media, that's what I was doing. I think that that's really great how things kind of lined up for you, even though you weren't technically like launched and opened at the time that your TikTok started taking off, it kind of in turn, I feel like even may have worked out better because it not only built up anticipation for the opening, but also allowed you to get so many people's emails, which I feel like is such a huge thing where let's say if your suits were already launched at that point, people probably wouldn't have, you know, put their email in because they would just gone online and bought you know, whatever they wanted to buy. So I feel like that was so awesome that you were able to like get those people on your email list if you have an email list and just like start kind of building up from there, which especially when you're first getting started, I feel like like I know when I first started, I wasn't even thinking about emails at all. It's something I've tried to focus a little bit more on now. So to get all of that from like the absolute start is must have just been awesome. Oh, it was great. I I don't do a ton of email marketing now. I'm really bad at it. But like for me in the beginning, just making sure that I could send reminders to people was a big thing for me because I knew that after that initial TikTok, people might forget. But like you said, as long as they could put their email in, I could keep on reminding them like, hey, in five days, we're launching. You're like, hey, in 24 hours, you're launching. Or hey, in an hour, here we are. So I think that that, that was important. Like I said, I need to be better at marketing emails now. But For that initial little bit, it was really helpful. I bet. I mean, there's so many things that we have to think about when it comes to being a small business owner. Before this call, I actually, one of my to-do list things today was to update my like automatic email that gets sent out when someone subscribes because I literally have not updated it since I first made it so long ago. And my business has just changed a lot since then. Like I needed updated photos. So I just did that right before this call, but it just gets pushed to the back burner all the time because there's just a whole running to-do list of a million other things that have to get done, especially when you throw in being a mom on top of it all, which I know now you have two babies, which is just crazy. I feel like I'm finally adjusting after almost 11 months now to having one. So how has that looked not only transitioning into being a small business owner, but also being a mom and a business owner? I was telling my husband this morning, I was like, I am so overwhelmed sometimes. It's funny, though, because actually, I think that the transition from one to two was easier for me rather than going from zero to one. I don't know why. Like, I felt that zero to one was just such like a shock because 
it's just you and your husband or you and your significant other, whoever that may be, doing this. And now you have to bring someone else along. But for me, when it was like from one to two, it's like, oh, I'm already bringing somebody else along. Yes. I might as well just add another one in there. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad, surprisingly. It is a little difficult because my newborn, she's a newborn, right? So she likes to be home constantly. And so that sometimes is a little hard. But luckily, when my husband comes home or early in the morning, I'll actually get up pretty early sometimes and like go through orders, answer emails. Nap time's a really good time to kind of get stuff done when he gets home's a good time to get stuff done. And I think it's just like priorities, right? Like I can't do everything all the time, but you know, like maybe an hour a day say, okay, I'm only going to do emails or an hour a day. I'm only going to pack orders and just kind of like setting boundaries for yourself. Because even though you are a small business owner, and people, you know, need to talk to you and you need to answer them. You're also a mom and you're a wife and you're a daughter, a sister to other people. You're a human. <laughs> and so it's also important that even though you're a small business owner, you have all these customers, you also need to take time for your family and for yourselves. I totally agree with that. And I think that sometimes it can be like all consuming, especially when, you know, the customer on the other end or whoever's reaching out, you know, expects you to be there mm-hmm. and always there. And you feel that, you know, urge that you have to, you know, always be on and always, you know, be at everyone's beck and call. But at the end of the day, like we are only one person and there are other priorities in our life, including ourselves, that have to come first and really have to set those boundaries so that, you know, we make the space for other areas of our life. I think that one thing that's really helped me just in kind of figuring out my new schedule and like how I do things is just being very intentional with my time and really planning out like you were saying, okay, this specific time is when I'm going to do this and making sure that everything is set up because the days that I don't, you know, plan out, this is what I'm going to do when are the days that, you know, I have quote unquote free time or extra time. And then I am like frozen and scrambled because I'm like, I have so many things that I could be doing and I just end up getting nothing done because I didn't have a plan in place at first. Yeah, it's definitely all about balance. And it it takes a while, especially when you have kids to kind of realize, you know, what what can I do? What can't I do? What might I delegate to somebody else? Because there was a while, especially right after I had my baby, I wasn't about to walk around and, you know, be up and down doing this and that. And so I told my husband, like, hey, I can show you how to, like, print the packing slips. I can show you how to do, like, the shipping labels, all that stuff. But you have to do the actual packing of the orders. And so luckily, he's my husband's awesome. He's really sweet. He's willing to either watch the kids or help with the business when he can. If you have somebody that you can delegate certain parts of your business to, then you need to do that. It doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to hire somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. It's great if you have like a friend that can help you or if you have a husband, a spouse, a kid, if you have a baby, you know, an older toddler that is willing to help. That's also a great person to send it to. That's so funny you say that because today I do have an assistant who helps me with packaging orders and things like that. And I was just talking to her today. I forget how we got on the subject, but I was like, once Carter gets a little bit older and down the line if I have more kids I was like they're going to be doing details and swirls summer camp in the summer and you know doing whatever whatever I can I get them to do and we were just laughing but it it's hard to ask for help sometimes and especially with business stuff too you know you're stuck in your routine and the way that you do things and you kind of got your head down and sometimes it's like well I can just get it done faster if I just do it myself. And sometimes you just have to take a step back, even if you don't have kids and just say, you know what, let me 
take, you know, five minutes to explain to someone else. Now they can just take this off of my plate and, you know, free up my time to do, you know, other things that I have to do. And I assume that you work out of your home as well as do I, which is such, I mean, it's such a blessing. And, but it also comes with, you know, your work is your home and your home is your work and you work as a mom and you work as a missus. So, you know, it's beautiful chaos, but it can be a lot sometimes. Oh, it can. I, I mean, I get, I get people emailing me in the middle of the night and, you know, it wakes me up and I'm like, okay, I'm sleeping right now. I'll get to it. But like, it's hard, right? Because you want to be on top of things. And so it's hard when you see like an Instagram notification come in at 2 a.m. or like an email comes to you at 2 a.m then it's like, you know, your mind wants to go and immediately like fix it or look and see kind of what's going on. But you have to take that time for yourself to be like, no, like even though I am a small business owner and a lot of stuff that I do is on my phone, like I need time to myself as well. And so, you know, in the middle of the night, that is my sleep time. And so I might not answer you at 2 a.m. If I'm up cleaning my baby, I might answer. But, you know, I try to set business hours for myself as well. I have on my website posted that I don't work on the weekends. I end up working on the weekends. I answer emails pretty much around the clock. Like I said, I might not answer you at 2 a.m. I also might answer you at 2 a.m. But definitely just kind of like understanding that, you know what, if somebody has to wait a little bit of time for you to kind of collect yourself to answer them then you have to do that. Exactly. I think it's funny. I recorded an episode not too long ago and I was talking about how my work life, my perspective on work-life balance has really changed a lot since becoming a mom because before I was just so strict on my hours, my working hours. Like I didn't work on the weekends. I was just so strict with the boundaries. And then ever since becoming a mom, everything got thrown out the window and now I work at all, anytime that I can. And it's so mixed, blurred lines. But in a way, it's just also great because I'm able to do that. And it just allows so much more flexibility. And to be able to do both is just such a blessing that I'm like, you know what, if that means I'm doing something in the night or working on the weekend, so be it. Because I can, you know, take an afternoon off to like go to the zoo or something like that. Like it really is a great position to be in. Exactly. That's why I think that honestly is like starting your own business or trying something that you can do on your own is so beneficial because when you're working a nine to five, you are there from nine to five and you have, you're not supposed to be on your phone. You have your hour long lunch break and then you're back. And so, you know, the the fact that yes, when you're a small business owner, you do really work basically 24 seven, like you know, when you're a mom, you also work 24-7. But you also have that incredible flexibility to where it's like, you know what, I'm going to go on vacation and I don't have to ask my boss if I can go on vacation. I'm my boss, so I can go. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. And so you really do have a lot of freedom at the same time that you're also kind of consumed all the time. It's a weird, it's a weird mix. I don't know how to describe it. Unless you're a small business owner, you'll understand what I'm saying, right? You You have a lot of freedom, but you also don't have a lot of freedom. You have the freedom when you want it. Exactly. Which <laughs> I feel like anyone who's listening who's a small business owner can definitely relate to kind of the pull of both sides. But it is yes. it is just so awesome. Now, moving forward, kind of looking into the future, what are some of the goals that you have for your business moving forward or any like new areas that you want to get into? And if you don't have any, that's totally fine too. just keep on rolling with what you're doing. But if you kind of where do you see yourself headed? Yeah. So right now I feel like I'm pretty much just still in the growth 
phase mm-hmm. because it's, I've only been through one year in business. So last year was my first year. And so I'm just now in the second season of swimsuits that I've been doing. And so it's all about growth right now, right? It's all about bringing in that money and then being able to use that money to, you know, make more money, right? right. And so basically how I did everything was I, I bootstrapped it. And so basically what that term means for those people that might not know is that all the money that you're coming in, you're immediately putting back to your business. Like you don't have investors or people giving you money. You're technically doing it all yourself. And so your growth rate, your growth rate is going to be a lot slower than people that have investors because the only way that you can grow is when you're getting orders. And so right now, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, being sure to still push it on social media. This year, I started doing an ambassador program, which I felt helped a ton to kind of get my name out to people. And just being sure that, you know, as that money comes in, creating new products. And so asking customers and people and on social media kind of what they're looking for in quote unquote a modest swimsuit, right? And so one feedback that I really got last year is people wanted more coverage on the bottom, like like a skirt or like shorts. Mm-hmm. And so this year, because I'd had I'd done really well so far, I was able to research that and I was able to get that kind of product started going underway. I'm expecting it in July and that one got a lot of really good feedback. So I think just from here, I'm just working on growing, offering different kinds of suits, different styles, different patterns, being sure that I can also add, you know, some more mommy and me in there. That was another thing that I recently started doing was I had done mommy and girl, but you know, you also have mommy and son. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what one that I'm focusing on now is making sure that swimsuits go for both, you know, for people that might have both a boy and a girl. I didn't do that last year. And so that was my goal this year. And it's done, you know, pretty, pretty well so far. Hopefully it'll do, it'll do better as, you know, I get feedback on stuff and kind of hearing what people want. But yeah, I would just say basically growth right now is the main goal of the business and making sure that people even know I'm there. Yeah. I love that, which I feel like is half the battle (laughs) in any situation. I love that you mentioned the mommy and me for boys too. I have a boy. And I love to, you know, match whenever I whenever I can or whenever it works. So that makes me happy because I've been on your site looking at new suits that I want to get for this upcoming season because I feel like right now we're in the perfect peak time for swimsuit shopping. So I'm sure that all of the listeners will definitely head on over to your website, support some fellow small business moms, and all of your stuff is just absolutely adorable. And I love it. I will leave all of your information in the description of this podcast, in the show notes, your socials, your website, so that everyone knows where to find you. And this has just been, it's just so nice to talk to another small business owner who gets it. So it's just been so nice hearing about your business and your background. And I'm excited to continue to watch your business grow. Thank you so much for coming on and everyone go and follow along. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.